Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Emiano Ravine Theron is a Shopify development expert from Toronto, Canada. After 10 years of experience working on e-commerce and retail businesses, he now runs an e-commerce development agency called Startup Slang. It's a creative e-commerce and web development agency that aims to revolutionize the way people work. They help entrepreneurs grow by offering great creative services for digital businesses of all sizes. They are all about helping highly motivated individuals thrive in the new economy with innovative ways to generate revenue, reaching goals and ROI targets. Well, thank you so much, Damiana, for joining the Brand Party podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I want to dive right in and ask you, how does Brand Party resonate with you? I guess I've been at the head of uh, my agency for the last three years. And so building a brand is pretty much what I've been doing day in and day out for the last three years. You know, I think when you're at the head of a company and you're the founder, you're basically the only voice when you start for your company and, and your brand is kind of the reflection of that and of the voice that you want to put out there in the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's definitely something, I like the name that you chose for the podcast because it resonates with everything that it means to be an entrepreneur at the end of the day. Absolutely. And what would you say to those who feel really overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? Honestly, like what I found helped me a lot was just to be able to work with professionals. There's a lot of great designers that are, you know, even for people that are just getting started, like you can work with people that are pretty affordable, especially through platforms like Fiverr. That has been really my secret to growing my business. Uh, it's really to find people who are much better than I am uh, at things like graphic design, things like all, all sorts of stuff that you need, like, you know, whether it's creating the logo or anything like that. And I've taken a lot of success from that instead of going out and learning the skill myself to be able to build my brand when I should be doing business development as the main founder, right? Right. Yeah, there's so many tiers of options that people have to choose from nowadays as well that you can get support no matter what stage you're at. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like through those relationships, you also learn a lot more about the industry and your industry because, you know, you might end up finding a graphic designer that has worked with your type of business in the past and they can give you, you know, that much more insight on how you should approach things. I love a good alliteration. So what is startup slang and how did the name come to be? So when we started, it was really my first client, which was a small shop on Queen Street here in Toronto. We kind of helped them by becoming their e-commerce department. And so this was a store that was managed by, you know, older folks, you know, in their 50s and 60s. And so when we kind of came in there, we were like a group of young people and we had our own lingo. And so we kind of called that the startup slide. And so it just kind of became that like we are an e-commerce department for your for your retail businesses. And so if you choose to work with us, we will bring the startup slide and we will pretty much overhaul and, and help you bring your business online. 
So fun. And I know you got some very big dreams and goals for your business, but it wasn't always like that. And so let's bring it back a little bit. Where were you on your freelance journey working from, I know you mentioned $30 websites to where you are now? I moved to Toronto January 2017. I'm originally from Montreal. And when I moved to Toronto, I didn't realize how expensive the city of Toronto was. And so <laughs> after I paid my rent, I literally had like $400 left in the bank. And I just was scrambling to find a job. And I did find a job the next month, which, you know, it ended up working okay. But I remember thinking that my job wasn't enough for what I needed is because Toronto is an expensive city. And so I joined Fiverr as a platform where I just wanted to make an extra couple hundred bucks every month. I didn't really think anything of it. And by that time I had been learning dropshipping by watching YouTube videos. And so I learned how to build Shopify stores through that and how to like have them convert and things like that. And so because I had gathered this knowledge over the last few months of from just purely watching YouTube, I decided to just go on Fiverr and started to offer to build people Shopify stores for $30, never thinking that this would become my full-time gig or never thinking that this would be something that I can, you know, make a career out of. And very quickly, you know, things pretty much exploded. I remember my first month on Fiverr, I didn't have any clients and I was like, all right, well, it was a test. It didn't work out. And then the next month I got a few clients. I made about 130 bucks that month. And I thought that it was like amazing that I had gotten like $130 online. But very quickly, you know, aligning myself with the Fiverr algorithm and, and, and growing uh, within the platform itself, it surpassed what I was making on my full-time job and eventually became the agency that I run now. So yeah, who would have thought, but <laughs> it, it worked out like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's relatively fast growth when you literally put yourself out there and you found obviously the right people that really needed what you were offering, whether you're starting out freelancing or you have your own business and you might be marketing online. Pricing structure is a big thing for people. So how did you really stand in that worth or gauge how much to kind of charge people? It's a lot easier when you start on your own because you're getting a hundred percent of the profit and you're like making, like you're basically trading your time for the, the money that your client is going to pay you. But once you start hiring people, you basically have to get to a point where like you have to crunch the numbers, right? Like how much is going to cost to hire these people and how much of a profit you want to be able to take home. And then once you have a pretty good idea of that, like on average, I would say out of all of the agencies that I've worked on and that I've worked with, a lot of people, when they start 50%, something around that tends to be the profit margin. And so once you figure out how much of a profit margin you want to put, and obviously the profit margin doesn't just come free by getting people to work for you. Like you're still offering project management. You're still offering mm -hmm. customer service. You're still doing the lead generation. You're doing the sales. And so that 50% is quite a bit of work on your end as well. So you just kind of want to take that into account and really understand how much the cost is going to be and how much you want to make, which will hopefully end up, you know, client after client, um, it'll end up making sense eventually on how much you want to charge. That's also not like a set it and forget it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You do have to like go back and revisit your pricing on a regular basis, especially as the company gets larger. Um, right. Because as the company gets larger, you have more expenses and more people that you need to hire. And so your pricing kind of has to follow with that. And so our pricing has been going up as we've been growing. That's for sure. I'm glad that you highlighted that it's not a passive or it's not a set it and forget it solution to hire out it does take a lot of work so i'm glad that you mentioned that yeah definitely and you know here at startups like you know i started when it was just me and eventually i hired my first developer who still works with us today but 
today we're a team of 33, right? And so one of the things that I can tell you is when you're managing a team of 33 people, there's usually something wrong with someone every day. Um, and, the, and that's <laughs> like really big companies have entire HR departments to deal with things like that. But when you're a startup, you kind of have to learn to deal with that yourself and be nimble and flexible enough to make sure that you're able to support your team members and at the same time that they're able to understand the goals of the company and why they're working within this structure. Yeah, it, come, it comes with its own challenges, but it's, you know, I love it. It's what I do day in and day out and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love that. And what's the one piece of advice that you wish were bestowed upon to others looking to break free from that freelancer mentality as they step into that business owner role? It's kind of tough love, but you have to recognize that business is an art as well. And so whether you're a graphic designer or a copywriter or a web developer or anything like that, if you are going to go towards opening an agency, you have to be okay with the fact you're going to forgo your art for a new one, which is building the business, right? And so that's one of the things that I all often tell people. And I have a lot of graphic designers coming to me and web developers being like, I want to start my own agency because I love graphic design. Well, just be aware of the fact that if you start your own agency, you're not going to be doing graphic design day in and day out. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. going to be managing graphic designers. You're going to be talking about graphic design all day long. But that's not physically what you're going to be doing because your new art at that point is the business mm-hmm. development side of things. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, especially when they're thinking of going from freelance to agency. And it's not a jump that is the right jump for anybody. You really need to be in love with business to be able to do that. Absolutely. And you've mentioned that the best feeling in the world is waking up in the morning with new money in your bank that was made while you were sleeping and that you believe e-commerce could definitely get you there. So what are three things that make or break the success of that product-based business, no matter if they're physical or digital goods? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think a really important thing is to recognize that when you're building a business, there's a reason why we use the word building is because it feels like you're building a house. And so if you were to build a house, you wouldn't just go into the build and start without knowing the structure of the business or the structure of the house, right? And it's the same exact thing in business. Like for example, when if you're going to be starting an agency, a service-based business, you need to know the structure that there's gonna be a lead generation, sales, project management, and delivery. And you need to be building these departments within your company. It's the same exact thing with an e-commerce store or with anything else that you're gonna be selling online. With an e-commerce store, for example, the structure of your funnel is incredibly important. But at the same time, there are steps to making sure that an e-commerce product actually launches successfully. You have to start with the product, then you have to create a ton of content, and then you have to optimize your funnel, which is your website. If any of those steps are missed, most of the time, the product is just not going to work out, right? And and that happens in a lot of cases. I have a ton of my fiber clients that come to us and they want to, you know, just get a website for this product that they found, but they have no content. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, there's only so much you can do in that case. And is your business really going to be that successful if you haven't put that much thought behind it? Not really. In most cases, it's not, right? And so I think it's about recognizing that there is a structure that you have to follow. You have to understand the structure. And then you have to place your moves in the right way within that structure for it to work. Yeah, there's so many options out there. I know some people have used, you know, resources like Linktree or there's this milkshake one. Where do you feel like, I mean, I'm very pro website as well uh, as a designer, but what would you say between those who are at different stages and maybe they, for example, they don't have any products at that point. They're literally starting from scratch. When is it okay to use like a link tree, for example, versus really build out that e-commerce platform? Or should you just start with that e-commerce right away? Um, You know, like we build Shopify stores, so obviously I'm biased, but I think (laughs) that 
the best thing that you can do is just work within a, an infrastructure that it's built for you to get sales. And then like the people at Shopify, for example, you know, Shopify is a great company. It's, you know, today the most valuable Canadian stock. And then I think there's a reason for that. The people that work at Shopify, they wake up every day with one mission, which is to make commerce better for everyone. Right. And so it's just that, that focused attention and that focused effort in making the platform that much better for its users is what people should be looking at taking advantage of, you know, uh, because there are a lot of features on Shopify and on, on a lot of other e-commerce platforms as well um, that you wouldn't just be able to get with something like a link tree or, or, mm -hmm. or something like that. And it does make your funnel a lot better. And so I think building a funnel is the most important thing when you're going to be selling things online, right? So you just want to make sure that that funnel is as optimized as possible and that, you know, the people that are going through it can get to the call to action fairly easily. And, you know, for the audience that, you know, doesn't know what a funnel is, a funnel is a, is the journey that the client goes through from the moment that they find out about your offer to the moment they actually purchase from you. So on a, on a website, for example, that's from the homepage to the checkout page, that journey that they're going through is your funnel. So you just want to make sure that it's clean as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And when you uh, mentioned too, whether at the beginning you mentioned to hire an expert so that you can really stay in that zone of genius, when you invest in things that literally their main focus is to make your life easier and better, it will save you so many headaches and so much money down the road. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it really accelerates your growth, right? That's the main thing. And that's the main thing. Even people come to us, right? Like our clients come to us because we have that expertise when it comes to Shopify. We've worked with over 900 clients in the last three years, and we've learned a ton from that. Mm -hmm. So we're able to help clients, you know, steer away from potential issues. Um, and as well, as well as like, tell them what's, what's working, what's coming down the pipeline and all of these things. Definitely working with experts can cut a lot of that learning curve. That's for sure. Yeah. And you've worked with over 900 clients, as you mentioned, across 30 countries to date, and that number is continuing to climb. So what are the three most overlooked elements of a successful e-commerce website or app? Um, I think design is probably up there. A lot of our clients that come to us, that's the main concern is there, there was no thought in conversion uh, in the design of the, of the site. The other thing is just optimizing for speed. A lot of people don't realize that for every second that your customer has to wait for the loading speed, you're basically losing people, you're losing potential sales. So definitely design speed. And third, I would say content. Unfortunately, I, have to, I do have to go back to that. A lot of people think that you can just take a product and throw it on a Shopify store and then sales will just come in. That's not how things work, unfortunately. You do have to invest pretty heavily in content, whether that's you know graphic design or you know photography, videography, whatever it is, content is extremely important. And so you have grown from freelancer to now quite a thriving agency. What would you say in terms of building that culture? Because I know that's really important to you as well. You know, the culture that we are building here at Startup Slang is really based on knowing that as long as you give your all to Startup Slang, Startup Slang will give back to you in the long run. But you just have to be behind the vision 100%. And I think that comes down to the people that run the company, of course, like I tell everyone that works with me that my goal is in this life, I want to build a machine that is like a nine figure machine, like, you know, in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And I can't do that on my own, right? The word company itself means a group of people. Everyone that, that joins us, they know that they're valued and that as long as they interact with the company in a way that helps the company grow and 
they align their success with the company's success, the company will always give back to them. And, and you know, I think anybody that you, you speak to at Startups like will be able to, to tell you that. And we do have a really good team of A players. And so when we make the wrong hire, it really shows. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the main things that, that we've been able to make sure that we, we keep up with is the quality of our service. Uh, and then the quality of uh, of our communication with our clients and then just uh, transparency through our projects and, and accountability when things go wrong and, and all of these things. Yeah, that feels so good. And so I have a few rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure, let's go. What are you currently celebrating? Um, we just had the biggest month yet in terms of revenue last month. E-commerce is on the rise right now. So that was great. We're still celebrating from that and trying to replicate it again this month, hopefully. Amazing. Congrats. And what's the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode? I would say just look at business as an art. If I can leave you with anything, that's the number one thing that I had to realize over the last three years is that there is such thing called the art of business. And just in the same way that if you were a painter, you would have to learn the best strokes to paint the best paintings. Um, when you're in business, you have to learn to build processes and to take care of people and to manage them. And at the end of the day, when you build a company out of that, it'll be the same thing as when you finish a painting, you're just gonna step back and look at it and be like, holy shit, I just did a pretty amazing job. What a lovely note to end on. Thank you so much, Damiano, for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party podcast. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely check out startupsline.com if you wanna know anything about my agency. Obviously I did start on Fiverr and so I am a Fiverr pro as well. So if you wanna find me on Fiverr, definitely look for Damiano R Store. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at Damiano. Thank you so much, Christine. Always on the go? Make sure to subscribe to the Brand Party Podcast so you never miss out on all of the fun.